0: Welcome to A Frugal Athlete Podcast, where we interview athletes, both current and former, on the prudent financial practices and smart career decisions they are making. In these episodes, we dive into what it means to be a frugal athlete. You might think that frugal just means being cheap, but as you will soon learn, being frugal is more complex than that. I'm your host, Amobi Okugo. In this episode, we got Chris Smith, a.k.a. The Black Techie. Chris is someone that I've got to know recently and Always come away with gems. You know, she's doing amazing things from a text SMS marketing strategy, helping athletes maximize their texting and SMS marketing strategy. Um, In this episode, we talk about a lot of things, you know, how athletes can take advantage of this new phenomenon, different ways they can, you know, build out their customer base, their fan base and overall business through text SMS marketing. Make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys leave a review. Make sure you guys subscribe and do all that. Thanks for tuning in. How you doing, Chris Smith, aka the Black Techie, aka uh, Clubhouse Queen Moderator. You just do so many amazing things. It's been a pleasure to know you. I've been following you for quite some time, but um, just recently got to meet you. For the people that don't know you, give us the rundown of who you are.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So hello, folks. My name is Chris Smith. I'm better known online as the Black Techie. I help collegiate and professional athletes Build one-to-one relationships with their fan base, but using and leveraging the power of SMS, aka text message marketing, to do so. So I'm excited to be here today.
0: No, I'm excited to have you, and I'm definitely interested. I know we're gonna type all into you know your work with you know text SMS marketing, but before that, let's backtrack. You know, how did you get to where you are today, and like find your your lane or your 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 sector in this in this space?
1: Yeah, most definitely. So I've been in the tech space for almost 11 years. Um, I, what a lot of people don't know about me, I am a former juvenile probation officer. Um, so I dealt with some of the most volatile young men in Baltimore City, Montgomery County, and different parts in Maryland when I worked for the State um, of Department of Juvenile Services. Um, like I said, I'm originally born and raised from Baltimore, Maryland, so I, I've always had this insatiable desire for tech. But I wasn't really sure because, yes, I had engineers in my family, but I didn't really see a lot of computer scientists or developers or things of that nature. So I kind of just said, I oh, don't know, I'm going to go do what everybody does. that were born in the early 80s and late 80s, like, I'm going to go be a doctor. I'm going to go be a lawyer. And that didn't work out. So fast forward a few years in 2010, um, I decided to take that leap of faith um, and I decided to go apply for Apple and a lot of people don't understand getting into apple is like trying to apply to harvard you go through yeah. so many interviews <laughs> and it's insane but um i was one of those people that started out with their team in a position called genius admin which is genius administrator you're the liaison basically between the technicians and the staff and i learned a lot in that moment because like i said i had you know skills that i can that i learned from and some things i was self taught but i learned a lot from apple and then fast forward, I decided to, you know, leave the company to take care of my father who was ill at the time before he passed. And I said, you know what, this is a perfect time for me to, after he passed, start entrepreneurship. So decided to get my feet wet, started doing some general IT consulting, more so with business systems, infrastructure. And then probably in like 2017, 2018, I just noticed I was going through a shift in trend. And then I had a really profound conversation with a really good friend of mine at the end of 2018, going into 2019. And I was just like, Something's just not right. I'm not just doing anything I'm happening or happy with. And I need to figure it out. And I've always loved texting and I've always loved sports. And I was trying to figure out how to marry those together. And the following year, um, in December of 2019, I was watching The Breakfast Club, very popular, you know, radio show. Oh. And the amazing Ryan Leslie is on there. Now I am a Ryan Leslie fan from his music, but he was talking about his platform now. I'll be honest, I've read about Superphone for a long time, but I just wasn't ready to dive in. And that episode on December 18th, 2019, I will not forget it because I literally text three of my friends at like two in the morning and I'm sharing all this stuff. Like, oh my God, you have to watch this. I was like, I remember him talking about this in 2015, 2014, and I'm going down the list. I'm like, but Uh it's advanced now. And, you know, here we are today. I am a brand ambassador for Superphone. And it really came from me sending one text message. And I tell people, it's so funny. That is how I became a brand ambassador. I text Ryan. I literally text him. And I'm going to share that story in depth one day. But it's so crazy when I think about it that I literally was one text message away from all this stuff happening. And, you know, that's how we got here today. Like, I'm excited to really start helping these collegiate athletes with NIL. Um, I've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of amazing professional athletes, some who are currently still playing, some who are retired. And I'm excited to really help them have ownership and really understand how to build relationships with their fan base because the consensus seems like the more time that the professional athletes, more so them, are playing, they don't have time to really engage. No. They do it in, in latter years, but some of them are like, I want to take advantage of this now before that next chapter. But In all honesty, that's just a quick little mini story of how I got here today.
0: One text away. That's so funny. So like usually people will send like an email. Some people will like try to find them through Instagram. And you literally, yeah, so because the connotation with texting is like, oh, no, it's like automated and stuff. And I know we're going to get into that. Um, But talk about why you chose sports. Obviously, you have a background in sports. You're a big Baltimore Ravens fan. You're a big uh, sports fan across different sports. So talk about that. So it
1: really actually starts with my late father. So um, a lot of people that know me personally um, know I come from a very huge sport lineage on my mother's side of the family. And my dad was a really well-known high school and um, college coach in my hometown. Um, I went to my, and this is no joke, I went to my first basketball game at two weeks. (laughs) I'm so serious. My mother <laughs> they probably was, had the
0: headphones. Uh, like, well,
1: here's the thing. So, you know, like my birthday is in January. So yeah. it was a blizzard when I was born in 82. Like it was a blizzard. So my dad at the time was coaching at the school called McDonough. So if you're familiar with the Baltimore area, McDonough is a very well-known private school. They have great sports programs, et cetera. They were in a conference championship. So my parents at the time, this is when they were married. And my mom is like, what are you going to do? What is she going to pay attention to? Like she's two weeks. Uh-huh. And so my dad was like, she just needs to be in the environment. Uh-huh. And like, even at that young juncture in age, I knew like kind of what my destiny was based on that. <laughs> I went to my first football game at six months. Um, yeah. Once again, dad was coaching. Now at this time I'm having more motor skills, <laughs> but I I remember like, even as younger childhood, like my dad, um, one of the really well-known teams. Was actually on like the Dunbars 30 for 30 on ESPN. Mm-hmm. It was like the 92, 93 team and things of that nature. Well, it was earlier than that, but my dad came in at the time at Dunbar High School, not the one at DC, the one in Baltimore. So he coached the Keith Boost that went to Maryland. So that Maryland team, my dad yeah. had a lot of them. They watched me grow up. So I remember being three and four years old in practice with them with the basketball. And I ended up playing basketball in high school and elementary middle and stuff, but I have been around sports my entire life. I have a really well-known uncle too who actually was big with Cecil Kirk and um which is a really well-known rec center and rec league in the Baltimore area and one of my cousins that recently just passed from COVID, his son was a coach too. So like I've been around sports all my life. It literally Moby was to the point where in high school, I one of the only few female cousins played sports. We would leave my game, go to like at least 3 to 5 of my male cousins games in like one day. It was insane. So I wanted to really bring sports into my world because I've always been passionate about it. And yeah. I did coach for a lot of people that don't know. I actually went back to my alma mater. My assistant coach when I was playing was the head coach at the time. And what's crazy now, this is just how the universe works. One of my teammates is now the head coach of the program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I went back to coach and I've just always been around sports. So I felt like, you know, it was a perfect marriage because there was a blue ocean for me. And, you know, I always feel like, a lot of people are in sports because they're in sports, like specifically, like marketing and branding, you know, um, accounting or finance or even being an agent, you know, yeah. or a business manager. But when I look specifically, said so I want to be a sports SMS strategist for collegiate and professional athletes. I saw a blue ocean and I wanted to dive in. So that's how, honestly, I got here today. And I think as time goes on, I'm probably going to niche even more down with the particular type of athletes, but I'm leaving myself wide open because I am kind of one of the only people doing what I do in this space. So it gives me a lot of opportunity to connect with a lot of amazing people like yourself. So I don't really wanna limit that at this moment.
0: No, I love that. And I love how you're marrying the two passions that you have, sports, technology, combining the two. And then you talk about the blue ocean strategy. You know, yeah. a lot of people, like you said, they see sports, they see NIL, they see business opportunities and they want to like take advantage. But you said, no, I'm going to niche down what I'm good at, what I know, how I can provide the most value and mm-hmm. just double down. Yeah. So, like if you look at your page, I mean obviously you know your page, but uh, for the audience, and we're gonna have it in the show notes. If you look at your your Instagram page, your Twitter, that's how I first connected with you, right? When, you know, doing the I think it was the 30 days of tr- threads, and I was like, Yeah, it was. It was it's no like tapping in with this. Yeah, um, it's just always it's like valuable information that athletes, you know, whether you're former, uh, retired, current, um, coming up, you can definitely take it. So um, yeah, let's dive into it. I, I'm yeah. It's text SMS masterclass right now.
1: Yes, yes. Why
0: should every athlete, and this is something I've asked you plenty of times. I'm like <laughs> trying to find a way for you to like convince me it's not, but you're like, no, it's here. It's here to stay. So let's get, let's break it down. Yeah, I think
1: so. Here's the reason why I feel like a lot of athletes should really dive in and go all in. Like how people going in on Dogecoin based on the time of this recording <laughs> they need to go all in on SMS and text marketing. here's the main reason why. At the time that we're having this conversation, Instagram decided to take away shares and take away features of their platform. Mm-hmm. So this will not allow you to share content with your audience from somebody else, whether it's a partner, whether it is somebody that you have um, you know, an allegiance with, whether it is like an organization that you're a part of, foundation, et cetera. That one feature alone is going to allow people to lose out on a lot of opportunities. But you don't own your Instagram platform, nor do you own the data. Facebook controls the monopoly for a lot of platforms out here. Twitter is right behind them. Snapchat is right behind them too. And when you just look at all of the acquisitions of all these companies, yes, it's great to be in the stock game and it's great to have ownership of the stock, but you don't own the audience. You don't own any of the features of the platform. That is intellectual property that you don't have. And then at the same time, it's a one-to-many relationship. A lot of athletes don't realize the higher that your follower count goes, the more that people feel like that they are one of many. Now, when you look at it from an SMS and text marketing perspective, you are building a direct one-to-one relationship. This is not like a group jack and group text. You're not sending everybody the same mass message. You know, at least they don't know that but you're actually directly texting one of your fans or one of your investors if you are an athlete looking to make investments or one of the business that you're trying to partner with. That is a one-to-one relationship. You are directly doing that. So to use you as an example, if you decided that you wanted to create a FinTech startup and say, for instance, if I was a potential investor, you can have a one-to-one conversation with me about your portfolio, about the deck, about all these things that are coming. And I would be the only one that knows that. I can be segmented and tagged and filtered in your phone and I'll break those terminologies later when we get to that, but you can actually categorize me and how we are trying to connect. Can you do that with your followers on social media? No, you can put them on lists. You can put them in your group favorites and all that stuff. But like, do you know intricate stuff besides their bio? Do you know how much that they've actually spent with you? Do you know how much that they've actually supported you? Do you know how often that they open up your communications? You can't really see the extent of those analytics, but when you're using SMS and text marketing platforms, you can. And if I'm an athlete right now, whether collegiate, current, or former, I am looking at data and ownership of my data and my intellectual property, i.e. my fan base. That is a huge component that is going to make a lot of athletes more successful. And it's also going to allow them to really go direct to their fans to see what they want from them. That is one of the many reasons why. But I feel like as of right now, based on what's going on with social media and algorithms, that is a key component why athletes should buy into SMS and text marketing.
0: Uh, no wonder why you're a SuperPhone ambassador. Like, you, I mean, you already sold me. And, and like full, uh, full disclosure for anyone listening, like I'm going to be working with Chris at some point. It's just a matter of when, not if. But if you're listening to this, so break it down, you know, obviously SuperPhone and, you know, you help athletes get on that platform, but there's yeah. other platforms as well. And what I like about you is that you're not, you're not telling people like, obviously SuperPhone is there for a reason, but you're yeah. telling them about the other options as well. So talk about the different ways you can get on uh, techs, uh
1: Yeah. So of course, Superphone is one of the earlier players that's been in the market. Um, Ryan Leslie, Grammy nominated award producer, artist, etc. cetera. Um, he was trying to solve a problem in 2013. He felt like that time music was shifting. A lot of things was going to streaming and he wanted to really thank his audience. So he decided to, you know, send this, give his number out and say, hey, text me. And it started working, but he was solving a problem. Then you have other players in the market, like Community, which is a direct superphone competitor. Now, a lot of people always ask me, well, what's the difference? I said, well, it's a later player coming to the market, but competition is good for anybody. Um, At the same time, it's a features thing. And you know, I, I am a type of person, I like a all-in-one type of system when I'm like, you know, for my brand and my business and just for engagement. So what I mean by all in one, folks, I want something that prints, that scans, that copies, that fax. So I feel like superphone does all that. I feel like community can just print right now. They possibly maybe can fax too. But I think that, you know, in all totality, it's another plan of the platform. Then there's textedly, there's a platform called Avocado. There's also a platform called, um, you know, there, there's quite a few, Postscript, which is actually an SNS platform for Shopify. There There's so many, and I definitely will make sure that Moby has all of them for you in the show notes because I'll be honest, it's like going down a rabbit hole when somebody tells you, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I mean, Simbump, I mean, there's so many. The thing that you should focus on looking for when you're thinking about it is three key things. Number one, what is the cost? Because, you know, you're a financial person, oh. so I know you're going to focus on that. <laughs> And I think it's important to be very transparent because, you know, when you're starting out, you want a system that's going to be able to grow and scale with you, not limit you as far as features, pricing, and that ever. So first thing I'm looking for is a budget. Second thing I'm looking for is features. Can it integrate with things that I'm currently already using? So on communities end, um, I know because I've asked this question to them. Hey, so, you know, when are you all coming with this, this, this? Oh, it's on the roadmap. Oh, it's on here. And it hasn't been done. Um, with Superphone, I know what I'm getting. I know you can directly integrate natively and not third party. So when you integrate oh. with natively, you can actually tap into their API. They natively integrate with Shopify. They also integrate with Zapier, which means you have a plethora of options for integrations. And then I look at other stuff, segmentation and filtering, and I said I was going to come back to this. So folks, when we're talking about segmentation, we're basically talking about organizing a group of your contacts, subscribers, fans, whatever you want to call them about what they like and what they're interested in learning from you. So if a Moby was doing it for frugal athlete, if you wanted access to his newsletter, if you wanted stuff that he's doing behind the scenes with the podcast, um, you know, if you're doing stuff with his other podcast with his brother, if he's talking about his personal brand, like he can segment you and organize you based on what you like. And then he can take it a step further and filter or tag depending on the platform to really be specific. So yes, you might be interested in podcasts, but maybe you just want to watch past the remote, which is the one with his brother, or maybe you want to do the two cents, or maybe you want to do whatever personal one he's coming out with, but you can get even more super specific. So like I said, number two features, the number three customer support. I am big. And I come from the customer service base in tech. That was like one of my first positions. So for me, I always want to know what the support is looking like. Do I have access to communicate with the team? If there are issues, can I send them bug reports? How can I find out about future updates? Do you automatically let people know? With community, they do put stuff on their blog. And I know sometimes they send communications out to their users. With Superphone, um, they do do widget. They do have a blog, but they also have a Discord channel. And you can actually talk with members of the team there. And they are very eager and ready to help you. I mean, I've seen the chief of product in there. I've seen the chief of staff. I've seen the customer success person, I've seen everybody in there. So I think it's important for you to think about those three things. So like I said, number one, for SMS platform, look at a budget, two, look at features, and then three, look at customer support.
0: Perfect. You know, I had to write these down. This is great information. So, you know, for an athlete, you know, obviously, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Clubhouse, Snapchat, it can all get overwhelming. So how do they incorporate and, you know, incorporate, you know, texting into their system? I know you're big on strategy and mapping out, you know, having a system and a process around, you know. Yeah.
1: So what I, I think a huge part of it, Amobi, honestly, is that you got to be really honest and transparent about how and where you're showing up. So like you said, a lot of athletes are on a lot of these platforms, but they really don't want to be. Most of them got on it because somebody told them, you got to be on this, you got to be on that. But if Instagram is your bread and butter, focus on that. If mm-hmm. Twitter is your bread and butter, focus on that. If it's TikTok, focus on that. But use those, leverage those social media platforms but don't rely on them. So leverage them and send that traffic over to your text list so that you can engage and connect further. Because like I said, going back to my earlier point, it's definitely a one-to-many relationship on social media. But at the same time, they want that one-to-one relationship with you. And using text messaging, that can be a really intricate part about that. So I think that, yes. You can if you want to be on social media, that's fine. Like I have goals where like I want to be off social in a few years, and like I want to be on the island with a coconut, and I'm just texting people and just sharing videos. Like, hey, this is what I'm up to, blah blah. And like I'm never going to give anybody on my team my phone. Like I want that connection. Like as far yeah. as large, because I Ryan last time I checked, I know he was managing over possibly. And like I said, I, this is last time I remember. I believe based on like the last interview him and I did together for like um, an organization called Rec Philly, I think he was managing like over 60,000 conversations um, but he has a lot of people in his phone but like he, he manages that. He mm-hmm. doesn't allow anybody on his team to do it and it works for him but innately I feel like that with athletes you got to really pinpoint like where you're going to spend your energy in because you can actually leverage that to send people to your text list so that you won't seem like you're all over the place and I think that even for common people and entrepreneurs that are listening to this as well, the same rules apply to you. Just because we're talking about athletes, you can have the exact same formula.
0: No, uh, and I, I love what you said because you even had a post about it on your Instagram. Use yes. use social media to push it to your text list yes. um, because that's more personable and that's when you get the engaging fans, the trusted fans yes. um, that are gonna be willing to support you during your highs and lows, and yes. you know, spend the spend the dollars.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, as, as time goes on, a lot of athletes specifically are going to really see that they're getting the short end of the stick from these platforms. And it's time for them to have total ownership of their fan base, not like 25%, not like 55, but like a hundred percent and SMS and text messaging can allow them to do so.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So let's talk about like content strategy from yeah. uh, from when it comes to texting, because obviously we just do socials, post nice pics, post highlights. Um, how do we do it from a texting perspective to create that one on one relationship?
1: Yeah. So here's the thing. Nobody wants to read a dissertation. <laughs> <laughs> You're not defending a thesis. I don't need your whole life story with a violin and a long text message. like straight to the point, concise, at least keyword at least three to five sentences and that's including some sort of link because for a call to action you know your opening link should be you know your surprise and delight of course the middle should be like you know the nuts of your content and then your call to action should be the last sentence so just giving you a hypothetical say for instance like right here it is at the time this recording is super bowl week so if an athlete is participating in super bowl they could say you know hey moby of course you want to use merge tags don't just do hey hey there, like, I hate <laughs> hey <it>. y'all, <laughs> yes, I hate that, because that means that you don't care about me, and like, I'm mm. a person, so like, hey, I'm Moby, great news, I am being interviewed on, just me hypothetical, Good Morning America, I'm talking about my new um, sports tech startup, and I want you to tune in, and this link hasn't gone live yet, but I'm giving it to you, click here, like, that's concise and to the point, you're basically sharing with me pertinent information, you're telling me what the information is about, and you're giving me first access as a member in your community, in your mobile community, and also as a fan, you're you're valuing this for me. So, you know, concise to the point. And there are gonna be times where it might be a little winded, but like it should be no more than six to eight sentences. Three to five on the low end, six to eight on the long end. Your opening sentence should be something that should will thrill, you know, surprise people. The middle of the content should be whatever it is that you're gonna be discussing. And the last sentence should be your call to action leading to somewhere. Now, if you don't have a link, you can tell them what you want them to do, whether you want them to reply to a message, whether you want them to leave you feedback in another place. I usually try to tell clients, keep everything centralized so that if you're sending them to somewhere, it has to be like e-commerce, booking time on your calendar, if you offer consults, whatever it is, but don't make them go to another platform. Um, If they cool. don't have to, you know what I'm like saying? At the end of the day, like with, with super specifically, if you wanted to sell something, you can sell it through your Shopify and just provide them the link and they'll click it inside the text, but they'll stay on one place. Instead of saying, Oh, go here to go here, go here. Just keep them oh. all within the same place.
0: No, oh, I love that. I love that. I told you guys, you guys were going to get a masterclass today. <laughs> I hope you guys got your notebooks. Hey, what's up? I'm a Kugo, Okugo, AKA a frugal athlete. So check this out. We came out with the all new extensive brand new course, Our course, Rookie Mistakes, is a course that helps young athletes and individuals avoid the common mistakes when starting your career. I provide real-life examples, lessons, insights, all that and more to teach you how to identify the rookie mistakes before you make them. And trust me, I've made a lot. It's all about giving yourself the best foundation and head start to build financial and career stability. For more information or to get the course, check out the link in bio. So I love what you got, what you do on your, uh, on your page or Twitter, yes. you do case studies. Yes. So we're going to give, uh, and for people that are listening, make sure you're going to follow her on her uh, social channels and text her. Yes. Her text, her text would be, will be in the show notes case studies. Who are yes. some athletes that either are already using the platform, um, of Superphone that you would like to highlight or some cases where if they had a texting strategy, Ooh, they would be Amazing. And please don't call me out because
1: I already you know. like that about me. So I will say um that um because I'm, I'm trying to hold on, I do have a client. I can't release the name yet because we're going to pull out. But he is a former NFL player, just recently retired. Um, He actually, we're creating an amazing strategy for him. And I cannot wait for you all to see it. It is really going to reveal him in a unique light. And I mean that in a positive way but um i'll talk about case studies for people who i think need them and then i'll talk to one specific one person but my client is actually he's unique because he has a foundation he has a book that he wrote he also had a lot of stuff so my my kind of thing that was kind of like my proposal to him was just showing him opportunity letting him see based on um what his digital real estate was um what he can really do to have ownership of that and i see what he's doing too he has a podcast as well. And I know what he's trying to do long-term. So mm-hmm. I kind of sold him on that. But going to one person who is using it, but I would love to work with, um, Brandon Marshall, uh, former NFL player. He is using community. But what I do know is I can tell that there isn't, um, I know that there isn't a, a, a sound or cohesive strategy. There is a strategy, but it doesn't seem cohesive. Um, mm-hmm. I can just tell um, because I've signed up for his list so I can, I can see things mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, I think for Brandon specifically, because he's doing stuff with the House of Athlete, because he's, you know, on TV commentating, and he also is working on a lot of things in the health and wellness space, I think his strategy needs to be very, very unique because his personality, especially when you look at his I Am Athlete podcast, is very energetic, it's very lighthearted, and it's very fun. And his messaging should kind of reflect that. It
0: should match that,
1: right? Yeah, it should, it should match that synergy. Um... I would like to work with like quite a few of these NFL rookies. Um, I would love to work with Lamar Jackson, Um, not just because he's oh. a race. I mean, come on. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, he's really big in the e-commerce space for athletes. And I just think that adding that component of SMS for him, I think it will cut down a lot of the email time and things of that nature, because you can use SMS also too as customer service. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't think about that. And I've seen based on following him on his channels, he has a lot of good stuff. Um, then I also think about Jerry Judy, um, who's an NFL rookie um, with the Denver Broncos. Um, he has a lot of opportunities because he has e-commerce, too. Um, I also think about um, Ryan Babel, um, soccer player. He has some opportunities, too. And I know he's using it already. I haven't really deep-dived into his 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 messaging full throttle, but I can see that he's on a good path. I think that there just needs to be some stuff refined. And there are a whole lot of athletes like I would love, and, and I'm not even being particular just to the men too, cause I know I'm naming a lot of males, but there are a plethora of opportunities for a lot of these WNBA players. Like I would oh. love to work with um, Angel McCodry. Um, Not only is she a Baltimore girl, yes, um, <laughs> but um, I know she has a lot of business entities and she has a lot. Um, you know, I would also love, to work with either possibly, I would say Alyssa Thomas. Um, I know she just resigned a big deal with Connecticut Sun, Candace Parker, um, even the, the international players as well. Um, there's a huge opportunity for the women because I understand with them, they're not making the same salary as the men do. So they're looking for ways to monetize their brand. Some of them end up coaching during the off season, they go overseas. Some are selling merch, they're selling books, they're doing stuff. And I I would be honored to help some of them facilitate their strategies because there's an opportunity for them as well. Um, But going to the rookies and then going to these collegiate or get ready to be collegiate athletes with name, image, and likeness is going to be so important that they have a strategy in their corner because everybody is going to be trying to come to them for a deal. And nobody is probably going to be able to facilitate well, how are you going to sell? How are you going to communicate? What does that strategy look like? Oh, we're just going to put it on the gram. Like, okay, like you can shop on Instagram, but like, what about owning your profits outright?
0: Not worried
1: about a processor taking, you know, and I'm talking about Instagram specifically, not payment processors. We're not getting to that nuts and bolts, but like, what about Instagram? You know, what if they're taking a percentage on the back end? What if you're only having a lot of people, not a lot of people see it because of the algorithm. And what if Instagram is down? Like, how are we gonna sell? Like, it's, it's so many different nuances to that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that, you know, my my favorite case study to date, besides Lamar um, is actually James Pochet. He's a rookie receiver, on the Ravens. Like I said, I'm sorry, I, I love my boys, but he has an e-commerce brand, um, him and JK Dobbins. And they're, it looks like their teams are not really helping them with the e-commerce. And they I'm just like, put it up? they just put it up and I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not going to work. And I'm like, these uh-huh. are guys that like are attractive players based on what they've done this year. Like, you know, they're coming off of their rookie season, but I'm like, if I can just connect with them and just show them what's possible and say, here's a blueprint for you or your team to manage this and I can give them that foundation. But yeah, I'm planning to actually do some more amazing case studies. I'm actually doing some soccer ones.
0: Hey, you know, because, I like that. Like, yeah. there,
1: there are a lot of, and not just male. I'm also going to do female. Um, there are a lot of players that I, I just see stuff from what they're doing. Um, I'm definitely going to be doing, because I had a lot of women like, oh my God, you're gender biased. And I was like, no, no. I was <laughs> like, I just happen to attract a lot of, mainly besides you being in soccer and, you know, beside a boxer that I connected <laughs> with. Like, I just always get the football players, but honestly, I branded myself kind of like that initially in the beginning because I wasn't sure about this particular niche of athlete, but that's who I got. And I mean, they're great. I have no complaints about them, but I'm definitely going to be showing a lot more love um, during March and Women's Month. All of my case studies are going to be mainly female, um, specifically because it's Women's Month. Um, Black History Month this month, during the time this recording in February, I'm going to be doing a lot of case studies because there are a lot of athletes. And this is not just collegiate. I'm going to be touching on some high school players, too. I'm going to touch on collegiate. I'm going to touch on, you know, the current players. Because oh. um, I actually did a great um, case study on Cam Newton and his production team started following me on social um, and things of that nature. But I have a lot of unique ideas. I actually just um, connected with a TikTok strategist. Um His name is Hakeem. Hakeem, Oh, Hakeem, yeah,
0: that's my guy.
1: So Hakeem and I have been connected because I told him, I said, I need your help because he's killing it on TikTok. And, you know, he's helped me come out with a strategy. So I'm going to be a lot more visual on TikTok because nobody is doing what I'm doing in my space. I've seen people do Uh SMS for like real estate and e-commerce. I'm not in that space, but case study wise, there are plenty if you go to my my Twitter. Um, I have some on my Instagram, but I plan to do more because... I want to really start breaking down, like I know how I did the ones like previously, I want to go back to that original format, like how I did Lamar and Brandon Marshall, breaking down their social following or their show through currency and Mm -hmm. like really breaking that down and showing what's possible, how they can use SMS. I'm going to go back to that. But, you know, my client's case study, his is going to be amazing when it rolls out. um, And I just think that there are so many opportunities for um, athletes to see what's possible for them. And I think case studies are the way um, and it, that seemed to be very popular. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get back on my 30 days of threads for <laughs> to go hard. Um, Cause I got a lot of, I got a lot of following from athletes, not their team, them following me and some of them connecting with me. And that has led to amazing conversations. And, you know, for that, I knew it had to do with the value of what they see. So I'm, I'm excited to do more case studies.
0: No, and I'm excited too because that's uh, you know how I originally you know followed you, and I was like, you know what? No one's providing this information, this much value, uh, and giving like a complete breakdown. So, uh, for the people that haven't been able to tune in, definitely tune in because you'll be able to learn a lot, and then definitely tap in with what you got going on. You talked about monetiz- Monetization. Mm-hmm. Talk about the potential. You know, I know some facts around text you know, versus email. Text is like has a 97% click rate open. It's a 90%
1: open, 98% open rate. Okay. 98%. So within,
0: three I, minutes, within the within, first three minutes. Yes. Within the first three minutes, I'm spending like hours at a time trying to make a newsletter for <laughs> less than less than 30% open rate. So yes. talk about that and like just the potential of as we even we, we do everything from our phones now. So yeah,
1: I mean, so to me personally, professionally speaking, it is insane of the rates, like insane. So when you talk about average open rates. So, you know, a lot of people don't know this about me. I used to be like an email marketing evangelist. Like I used to be like sold on email and then the pandemic hit and I was already into a flowing SMS and I was getting emails from people that I hadn't heard from since the holidays. And I'm like, sis bro, like you only email me when y'all got a sale. Like I'm cool on this, Uh but the average open rate for email marketing actually ranges between about 22.5% on the low end to about 27.2% on the high end. That is a open rate. So what we mean by open rate is that means somebody physically clicked on the link in their inbox, whether it's Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, I hope y'all don't have those, but um, (laughs) if it's Gmail, like you click on it and you open the email. So Mm -hmm. that's for email. Your average open rate for SMS is 98%. And usually people are opening text messages within one to three minutes. So you got to think too, and I'm gonna take it from a greater perspective. We're gonna work our way down from the bird's eye view down. When you look at the hierarchy of the way that we communicate now, SMS and text marketing is at the top. Email is secondary. Then you have social media. And I know people are like, no, that's not right. Social media should be first. I'm gonna show you why it's not. Majority of conversations now being held are in text messaging. When you're talking about sports specifically, people are having group chats about their favorite athletes. They are Mm -hmm. sending clips from Bleacher Report. They are sending clips from ESPN, House of Highlights, you name it, when it comes to sports. On Football Sunday, and I can say this specifically because I have this experience, when my friends and I, like whether I'm co-leading my Ravens fan club here in Atlanta or we're just watching football, we are still with each other physically. We're texting clips about football, Uh about stuff. That should already tell you, like nobody's gonna be trying to be emailing and go back and forth. (laughs) So SMS text is at the top, email and then social. That is going to be the new communication hierarchy going forward. The reason being is because you can have an instant relationship and connection with that person texting you that usually is gonna lead to a phone call or some sort of currency, going Mm -hmm. back to the original point of monetization. Email, you're gonna have some monetization. It might just be a little bit harder. Social uh, depends on your brand and niche. You might have it instantly, but for people that might not be so skeptic, the text or the email will supersede that. So when you think about monetization and how that can go from an SMS perspective, yes, 98% of people open rate one to three minutes. So that means that anytime that you have a product, a service or some sort of offer that is applicable to the segment that you are connecting with, because this is where a lot of people get stuff construed. Text marketing and SMS, that is not supposed to be like a Joan the Scammer stuff. You're not supposed to be just texting people mass stuff all the time. They don't wanna hear from you necessarily every day.
0: They'll opt out quickly.
1: Quickly and your opt out and bounce rates will be insane. But what you wanna focus on for the monetization piece is getting them to know you, getting them to like you and getting them to trust you enough to open their wallets to you. Once you have those three factors and those three components, the monetization will come in play. So if you have a book, you have to give some sort of value first. Like, yes, you got stuff on your social. That's great. Repurpose it. That's what people are doing anyway. Mm-hmm. If you have something new that you've created, figure that out too. I think at the end of the day, the monetization can come in play simply and easily and effortlessly rather. And it is from literally the power of a text. I could send somebody a text right now and say, hey, purchase my Superphone training or my text marketing masterclass training from a text. It'll give them a direct link. I will see instantly who's purchased it, where they're located. Um, I'll see the price. I'll see how often we communicate it. I'll also be able to see what other things that they've actually had monetization from with me and what they've transacted for me. But the thing that a lot of people has to understand with SMS, there are a lot of people using it incorrectly out here. Please don't follow them because they will keep you in the burning bush. (laughs) And they will have you out here with the struggle face, okay? But monetization is so key, and then from that piece, yes, you do. You, you will have to have a payment processor process your payment, but you will own hundred percent of your profit. That is key with monetization, and you can use the power of one text message to do that.
0: That's 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 amazing. I want to close right there because that's a big. That's a, a great way to end the podcast, but I do have one more question. Yeah. You talked about it, uh, you know, another way athletes can use it is because we travel so much, how mm-hmm. you can like segmentation, like, all right, you know, we got we got a game in LA. All right, hold up. Let me text everyone, you know, from LA. So talk about that. Cause I think as athletes really dive into this podcast, they're already convinced. Yeah. I, I already know people are gonna reach out <laughs> to you. But this is just like the cherry on top. It's like, all right, now I got to text. I got to follow. So Yeah. Break that down.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So um, in SuperPhone, um, there is a technology that allows you to really see where people are located. And just to give a little bit of context before I get into this, um, if you follow the late, great Nipsey Hussle, um, when it came to the Mailbox Money campaign, he actually used Ryan Leslie's technology SuperPhone to run that campaign. So when people thought he was crazy about selling those thousand dollar mixtapes, he was able to know where the fans are and stuff like that. And I'll make sure that a Moby has that video in the show notes because he breaks that down and he shows you his phone. But um, from the perspective of seeing where fans are, especially right now, you know, at the time of this recording with the pandemic, we don't know what the world is going to really be like in the next three months, six months or nine months. Right. But there's still a way that you can monopolize the opportunity to connect with your fans in different cities or countries. So say, for instance, I'm going to just use you and Moby as an example. So I know personally that you're on the West Coast or the left coast, as people call it. Let's let's say, for instance, that you have fans in Brazil. So if you knew that and they were segmented and organized in your phone as them living in Brazil, you can send them during their time, of course, because this is the thing, folks, when you're dealing with international fans and fans in different time zones, be mindful when you're sending them communication so that you're sending them at the right time. Um, I would look at it from the perspective of saying and reaching out to them, saying, hey, I know that originally the team was supposed to actually be traveling to Brazil for this tournament, but I still want to be able to give you something very precious, my time. Here's a Zoom link. Let's hop on a Zoom call. Um, I'm only going to let my fans in. And then you can get specific as far as letting them know, like, what the procedures are and, like, what's the, you know, things that you want to focus on. But just the power of that, you can connect with the fans in Brazil. Same for if you were traveling, let's say for instance, to Texas for a game. And you want to say, you know what, Um, I'm going to connect with folks in Dallas one day, Houston one day, and San Antonio the next. You can send all of them a message that are organized, that they live in those particular cities. And you can connect with them just from the power of a text message and centralize on them and say, you know what, I want to connect with you. I want to do that. And a lot of athletes can take, advantage of those opportunities, especially with COVID, you know, a lot of teams and a lot of organizations and sports in general, the franchises are really, really tight on these restrictions. So if this is an easy way for you to connect with your fans and to just give them your time, and you can do it from just looking at your personal relationship management system, i.e. your SMS system, and actually be able to see where your fans are located, that will not only mean the world to them, but that also will mean the world to you from a data and analytics perspective. Because you'll be able to really see what the fans like, what they love, what they want more of. And from them, they're seeing how they're able to really connect with their favorite fan. So if you have a great strategy, if you really understand the power of segmentation and how you can really organize and categorize your fan base very uniquely, very niche-like, to really take advantage of those opportunities, I would implore you, all of you, wholeheartedly, to really look at segmentation and filtering or tag depending on what system that you sign up for because it can really help you build relationships and like i said at the beginning of this i literally text messaged ryan and that's how i became <laughs> a brand ambassador and he shares story all the time of how the current um chief product officer of Superphone texts text him and that's how he that's how he be, ended up becoming an employee or there was a guy that was a um, the president of a Lamborghini club in a country he was in, he just happened to be there. And he pulled up for one of his videos. And like, he did it just based on he was already in his phone. If you're an athlete and you're looking to, whether you're currently playing or is gonna is be that time for you to transition into your next phase. If you're looking for investors to invest in your company, you can tag them. You can have meetings times with them. You can find out more. If you're looking for staff for your team, you can have things of that nature or let's take it even further. Let's just keep 100. If you got an airline plug, somebody working for Delta or (laughs)
0: like
1: they know what's going on, but I'm just saying like you will be surprised how this can be a relationship management component and how much of an opportunity that this can be. So I would implore you all wholeheartedly, please use the power of segmentation. Please have a sound strategy for your SMS marketing, and remember, you are literally one text message away from something great.
0: Oh, It's amazing. It's almost like outside of just that one-on-one relationship, it's like the best CRM system that you could yes. have. You could have. Yes. Uh, and I know. I know. I had one question, but
1: yeah, please. Do. We talked
0: about. We talked about before I let you go, and thank yeah. you so much for your time. Yeah. If Mike Jones, I know you said yeah. you're going to come out with something soon. If he had a text messaging strategy around that, what would it have looked like if you were the manager behind it?
1: Oh my God, that activation and that rollout would be so dope. Um, I would have, all right, what I would have wanted to do after the video came out or like when they were editing it, what I would have wanted to do was take that when he said 281-330-8004, I would (laughs) want to take that and I actually would want to have him like kind of in the, in like stop and freeze frame that. Mm -hmm. and have him like kind of on like a canvas and then on another side of it i would have wanted him to talk to his fans and say hey so like this is my real number y'all can text me right now go ahead and text it and then i would have rolled back to that same part of the clip but i would have made that uh, a series of a rollout i definitely would have had fun with it i would have definitely had celebrities be involved like have people dialing his number Mm -hmm. like this ain't mike jones and like you know really do that like who mike jones like i would have had all (laughs) of that go but he honestly before even Ryan started really getting at us like he really is the the ultimate person in the entertainment and music community who really like leveraged that number but he didn't really have like the heart and strategy and I don't even want to say I want to say to the technology behind it so I would have loved to kind of really roll that out. And like I said, I could have seen like skits for days to get people to join in. And, you know, at the time when when that was coming out, there's so many comedians that could have been a part of that. There's so many artists. There could have been like even pieces from his video because I'm big on repurposing. He could have had girls that were in the videos cameos dialing a number his (laughs) home. I I saw this whole vision for it. I would definitely love to like recreate that. Hopefully I'm working on that for a TikTok reel. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think it's important to really show how powerful that is, but that would kind of be like my, my ideology. Like that rollout would be very out of the box. Like, like I said, I'm mean, sure. all pieces of it, but like, I have like the old idea in my head. So like, I know that rollout would be sick.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. Okay. So where can people find you once again? Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Uh, always amazing. If you do not know the Black Techie, make sure you follow her on Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, especially uh, Clubhouse if you're on that. Um, But yeah, where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So um, you can actually visit this website, texttheblacktechie.com. That's how you're able to actually join my text list. And I really do text. I am usually a night owl. I'm on the East Coast. So like I've had people text me at 12 and 1 and I just happen to be up and they're like, I don't want to disturb you. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. I'll just send somebody a picture of me in a bonnet. Like, hey, sis, I'm up. What's good? Like, you know, so (laughs) things of that nature. I like to be approachable, but I'm at the Black Techie on all social media platforms, but I definitely would recommend visiting texttheblacktechie.com. And here's the thing I'm gonna say about this and we're gonna close this out. When you actually like, you know, provide me with your number, engage with me. Use me as a resource, leverage access to me. Um, And I say that because a lot of people sometimes are afraid to ask people questions. I'm not always gonna pitch you something because that's just not how I operate. I'm gonna give you value first, which is more so the way that I just kind of deal with things and how I connect with people. I'm gonna give you value and I'm probably gonna give you a resource. And if I don't know it, I'll be on my damnedest to find it out for you. Mm -hmm. But connect with me. Really leverage me as a resource because it's a two-way street. Like you can tap in and have my number, but if you don't connect and engage, you end up being stale on my list. Uh-huh. You don't find out what's going on because I'm uh-huh. I'm very interactive with my community. Like you know, I I've remember some people during COVID who've lost their jobs. I provided resources for job employment. Um, I know people who were trying to get into tech. I gave them people to connect with. Um, I've able, been able to connect with athletes, you know, more so just giving them information. Like I've, I've been able to connect with a lot of people and a lot of opportunities just through a power of a text message. So when you sign up for somebody's list, engage with them. If they don't want to engage with you, you don't need to be on their list. Cause that shows that they are only there for one purpose. No. So like I said, text the black techie.com you can connect with me that way. Um, You can find out more about how to connect with me, how to learn from me, where I'm going to be. I'm very interactive on there and like build a real relationship with me, see how I can help you and be a resource. But I would love to connect and chat with you all.
0: Uh, And that, there you guys have it. You know, make sure you guys tap in. Love this podcast episode. It's going to be on our channels, um, also YouTube. And then we'll cut up the clips as well. So if you guys would love, leave a review, subscribe, do what you got to do. Uh, But thanks once again, Chris, The Black Techie. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. What an amazing episode. So, you know, a new thing we're doing with these podcasts, I'm always giving my recap. So based on what I was able to, you know, take away from Chris, um, AKA The Black Techie, is that ownership is everything. You know, social media platforms, I have all these algorithms they want you to pay, you know, to get your own content seen by your, you know, your fans, your audience. Different things like that, where text you can segment, segment it, you can control it, you can see the analytics, and most of all, you own it. I thought that was very interesting. Um, also, the fact that you know she gave us like the three steps or the three most important features when it comes to text text message marketing. Um, the budget, you know, how much are you going to be paying per month? The features, you know, what features are there on the platform? And then obviously the customer service, because this is a new phenomenon. Not everyone has mastered it. Um, So what is the customer service like when you're working with the text message marketing system? Um, I thought it was really amazing. You know, I've said it time and time again. This is something that I'm going to get into. Um, Just haven't had the bandwidth to do it. Um, But Chris, uh, the black techie, she is a a great salesperson uh, and just overall great human being. Um, she's someone that, you know, educates before she sells. Um, she's someone that is a great connector. Um, you know, has helped me in so many ways that, that, you know, she doesn't even know about yet. So, um, definitely tap in with her. You know, all her information is going to be in the, in the show notes. Uh, I really appreciate her for coming on. I was able to learn a lot. Every time I connect with her, I'm learning so much. And if you guys are new, please leave a review. Subscribe. Um, it helps us get discovered. It helps us, you know, kind of grow the channel. And that's, you know, what, what it's all about at the end of the day. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast episode. For more information, check out the show notes and go to our website, www.afrugalathlete.com. If you enjoyed, please leave a favorable rating and review and share and subscribe. Thank you so much.